Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hey, hey, welcome back. Happy New Year. This is my first episode of 2024. Here I am recording on the first day of the year. What kind of goals have you set for yourself this year? I was journaling about that today, and I think I really only got down one goal of mine that's on paper, and it's about being better, about being curious when I'm boundary setting. So that's what I'm going to talk about today is how when we set boundaries, it's not just to protect ourselves. We actually can think of it in a much more positive light as it can be a way to get to know each other better. And boundary setting is actually like relationship gold because It's like golden intimacy. It's like being so intimate with the other person that you share your innermost thoughts and feelings about what you can put up with and what you can't put up with. And if you're in a relationship with someone who you can trust, then you're going to be willing to share those things that you can put up with and not put up with. And that's a big deal because if we think about it, We have relationships with a lot of different types of people in our life, right? Like we have family, we have friends, we have maybe significant others, we have children. Um, We get to share our boundaries in those relationships however much we want, right? And, you know, wherever you are in your journey of learning how to set boundaries. So, you know, with some family members in the past, I haven't really even set a boundary. I just kind of I'm kind of avoidant, right? I just kind of like don't show up when when um, they ask me to come somewhere. I just say no, or you know, I'm not like setting a boundary. I'm just like saying no or not being part of it. I don't engage with them in a conversation about what works for me or what doesn't work for me. Um, So there's some relationships that are like that that are less more shallow. And with coworkers, probably a lot of our relationships are like that, where we don't have to set boundaries necessarily. We just kind of try to go with the flow and stuff. But if we have a more intimate relationship with someone and we want to start start being really open and honest with them, that's actually when the boundary setting can become a part of building that intimacy with the other person. So one of the ways I I have heard this before, I mean, this is not me just coming up with this idea. I have heard people say that 
they get excited about boundary setting. And like Mark Groves, one of my favorite podcasters, he talks about how in the past, you know, he didn't know how to set boundaries. And then when he learned it, and all these years he's been practicing, like he loves it when his wife set boundaries. And he actually thought it was really attractive to be with someone that was willing to put themselves out there in that way. So today I have a story about uh, setting some boundaries. And in the past, you know, I really didn't know what boundary setting was until maybe 2016, something like that, maybe 2015. I really hadn't, I maybe had heard the word, but I never had really applied it in my own life until around the time my son was a baby. And I remember, I think my sister said it once. And then when I started going to therapy, of course, I started hearing it there. And at first, I really didn't at all know how to set boundaries. And it was challenging, right? And I, I just had, had to just start thinking of that, those questions for myself, like, what kind of boundary do I have? What are boundaries? What types of boundaries do we have? And I learned that boundaries can be physical boundaries. Like, I only want to be touched or I don't want to be touched, that kind of thing, hugged, not hugged, or boundaries can be emotional, right? I only want to do this, or boundaries can be about time or space or a bunch of different things, right? Um, so I learned all of that. And then as I was getting a little stronger, I started, I may be trying to set some boundaries, maybe with my ex-husband, with my sister, um, that kind of stuff. And Back then, it was very hard for me to not be on the side of the pendulum where I was like too harsh about setting boundaries, and it would come out almost like an ultimatum, and that's like one side of the pendulum, right? The other side was me not doing anything and just letting people walk all over me. So I had to kind of learn how to get in the middle there, and that's taken a long time to learn how to get in the middle of being more graceful with my boundary setting or being kind, and I I've learned that I have to, when I set a boundary, I have to kind of soften my heart. Like I'm, I'm not setting the boundary because I'm angry at the other person. I'm setting the boundary because I've thought about whatever happened and I've really unpacked it for myself and realized that I don't feel comfortable when this thing happens and that's really what I'm telling the other person is I've really thought about it and I don't feel good when this thing happens and then the other person can say oh I didn't know that and then if there's someone you want to be in a relationship with they will say okay, I'm not going to do that anymore, you know? And so that was kind of how I set boundaries for the last few years. And it kind of had worked, but it was always very challenging because it was always kind of like me coming in and I wasn't as harsh as I once was. And I didn't have like that hard heart anymore. Like I was still a little bit more fluid and kind and compassionate towards the other person. Like I wasn't thinking of them as this evil person that that trampled on my boundaries like I was in the beginning. It it felt like that in the beginning when I started setting boundaries as if like this person knew I had this boundary and like they trampled on it, which, you know, that did happen to me sometimes. And um, when I'm, you know, was up against talking with narcissists and people like that who like literally do not understand boundaries. So like that did happen. But most people 
do have some kind of ability to have a connection with another person and they're not narcissistic. When we're talking to a normal person or maybe a typical person, they probably didn't mean to trample on your boundary. Most people are not meaning to, they just have a totally other way of looking at the situation, at life, etc. So I got better at, you know, not being angry at the person and just being like, hey, you know, I only want to go out to lunch during this time or whatever it is that I said. Then today I was working on setting a boundary with my dad and it was hard. You know, I, so some things have happened over Christmas, nothing huge, but it was when the first thing happened, I was like, oh, I probably should talk to him about that, you know? And I kind of let it go for a few days because it was Christmas. I was like, okay, I thought about it a lot. This is not the day to bring up the whole thing. I can wait a couple days to talk to him about it. And then today um, he was watching my son for me for a little bit and something else happened where I felt like it was a boundary violation and I was like, I need to talk to him about that so it doesn't happen again because I don't want to build up resentment and get upset if this happens again when I had a chance right now to talk about it so that he'd understand my point of view. And then, you know, he's not going to do that thing again. That really bugs me. Today, I had to call up my dad and talk to him about these two things. And I was preparing myself you know, God, please help me because it's so hard to have those conversations. And then when I finally talked to him, I kind of got into a new way of understanding what boundary setting means. So let's see. So rewind a little bit. The first thing was that Every year, my dad likes to take pictures during the year, and then he'll put them on the Christmas card. He let me and my mom like to send out like a little, they've always sent out like a letter kind of, and they like to write their big Christmas letter. And, you know, they like to do that. And my dad usually will put some digital pictures on there. And, you know, it's never been like my favorite thing, but I know he really likes it. And it seems like he seems to always pick like the worst picture of me from the year and put it on there. And it's almost like a joke in my family because it's happened ever since I was a kid. (laughs) So, you know, I guess I have brought it up in the past, but that was a long time ago before my parents actually took me seriously. So I think back then it just sounded like I was whining or whatever and nothing changed. And uh, so I've just, you know, dealt with it, I guess, throughout the years, or maybe there were some pictures that weren't as bad or or whatever. I wasn't going to say anything about it. But this year, you know, I get my parents' Christmas card in the mail And there I am um, in like the worst picture of me. I feel like I've taken the whole year. I really, really was having a bad day that day that our family had gotten together for my son's birthday. And I was feeling really bad about myself. I was feeling extremely overweight. I didn't like the way I looked that way that day. And, you know, when the picture came out just through our phones, I was like, oh, I hate that picture of me so much. I just look so disgusting. And, you know, that's my own thing to deal with, obviously, you know, but then when I get the Christmas picture, I realize that that's the picture my dad chose to send out to 50 of his friends and, you know, or I don't know how many, you know, they send, I'm sure they send out quite a few Christmas cards, but I was just like, you know, (laughs) it's not the end of the world. And I had a, you know, a couple moments with myself like, yeah, I'm angry about this, but maybe this is just a good way to humble myself. Like, 
big deal. You know, I don't look my best. Like no one else is probably going to notice or care or whatever. But, um, and you know, it's probably just me like, and my ego, you know, so like, let it go. No big deal. But the fact that it had happened so many times before and that I just felt like my dad hadn't really, I, I needed to talk to him about the fact that it does matter to me what he sends out. And I do get to say something about my image being sent to other people. Like that's the thing in our world today. When I go on Facebook or Instagram, etc., I don't share pictures of my son on those things. And when I have, I've actually asked him for permission. I think in the past, I don't even know if I have any pictures of him on there right now. Like if I want to send a picture of him to someone, I usually do it through my phone, just one-on-one to that friend of mine and just share a text or something with a few friends. Like I'm not one of those people that post stuff on Facebook because I kind of feel like it's violating his freedom if I post this picture. Not that he's not going to like the picture or anything. It's just like, is that really fair to my child that there's this like trail of what he did as a child that's going to be on the internet forever? It's not really fair, right? I'm conscious of that and I don't want him to ever feel like I'm using him for attention or something like that. I just felt like this concept was something I really wanted to talk to my dad about. And I knew that he was, my dad's writing um, kind of a memoir or like a autobiography right now. And he's putting a lot of pictures in it. And I think he's going to um, probably just share it with the family. But I mean, that's just another thing to remember that, you know, everybody that you put their picture in here, like it's kind of like they kind of need to give you consent for you to be able to share this with other people. That's my opinion anyway. And I think the way maybe my dad feels about it is that it's, I don't know, you know, I could need to ask him more, but maybe he feels like it's just one of those um, millennial ideas or too sensitive that people get sensitive about everything nowadays. But I truly feel those feelings of feeling violated when people use my image or things of mine without asking, you know, without consent. So I truly feel the feelings of that. And I'm not just making it up to like get mad about something, Um, which I, you know, I don't think he thinks that necessarily, but those are things that go through my head, you know, and that's that part of me that gets angry instead of just setting the boundary. So that was one thing. And then today he was taking care of, he and my mom were taking care of my son, which was really great. And I got to go to the gym and this great yoga class today. That was awesome for the new year. And while my parents watched my son, they were watching him. And then while I was at yoga, you know, I don't answer my phone during yoga. That's pretty well known that people are not going to like answer their phone during a yoga class. So I get out of yoga. It was a little later than I expected. I guess she had us kind of go a little later. And I was into it. I was actually doing my shavasana. I was not worrying about the time since my parents had my son. And normally I'm like totally eyeballing the clock the whole time time and even will leave Shavasana early if I have to go pick up my son. And but this time, you know, I was like, oh, I have enough time. Cool. I can just relax and do all the things. And, you know, we got out of the class like seven minutes late or something. And I look at my phone and there's like a message from my dad and a call from my dad. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and I listen to the message and it's like, oh, you know, we're going to do this or that. And then I'll bring um, your son home after. 
after that, but he had called like an hour before and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're probably already home. Like, didn't he know that I, w- I told them I wasn't going to be back until 1215 and it, it wasn't that time yet. And I was just kind of worried. I'm like, are they just waiting at my house for me? Like, what the heck, you know? And then I call my dad, where are you guys? Cause anyway, and he's like, oh, we're just at your house. And oh, okay. And, um, so I get home and like, they're like in the house to me, that was not cool because I was not expecting my dad to be in my house. I It wasn't like I had him come over. I had brought my son over to their house expecting that he would be taking care of at their house. And I think my dad was trying to do a nice thing by bringing him home to me. But it was a, it did not feel nice to me having him in my house when I didn't know he was there. Like, I don't want anybody in my house unless I know that they're coming. And, you know, partly my son, you know, that was kind of his thing because he was the one that opened the garage and decided they should go home and into the house and not wait outside. Um, which, you know, I don't know though. I think it was between me and my dad to talk about. So long story short, I decided I needed to talk to my dad and he could tell that I was a little bit annoyed by him being there when I hadn't known that he was going to be in my house. And I didn't really know what to say right then though. I'm like not a quick thinker sometimes on these types of things. And when I'm upset, it kind of takes me a few minutes to kind of get my bearings. So after he left, you know, I thought about it for a while. Like, does this really bother me? Am I just overreacting? do I need to say something? And I decided within myself that I do want to say something because this is not the first time something like that happened where my parents have come into my house when they weren't basically invited. And I don't think it is okay with me. Maybe other people are okay with that, but I would not walk into my parents' house uninvited and I wouldn't walk into a friend's house uninvited And I'm sure my dad wouldn't walk into a friend's house uninvited. So it's like, why is he treating me different? Because I'm his daughter? Like, I've never said it's okay for him to come over to my house unless, you know, I was there. Anyway, I ended up giving him a call and I had those two things to talk about. And for me, it was like, okay, how can I share what I need without being rude? You know, and so I... I was able to preface it, you know, I'm not angry, I just want to make sure that we're clear about these things and this is how I feel. I feel kind of violated when people are in my house and I don't know they're coming, you know, and I don't keep the house as clean as I would if someone was coming over and that makes me feel a little bit embarrassed. So I did share a little bit of my feelings and my dad did share a little bit of like, his reasons why and he kind of went to the side of I was just trying to help because then you didn't have to come pick him up at our house he was already at your house um you know I was trying to help and and I'm sure he was you know he has good intentions and and I was glad that he was you know taking care of my son but just being grateful for taking care of my son doesn't mean that I don't get to set a boundary and my dad was pretty cool about it you know like in the past this would have been a really big deal and it wouldn't have gone well, but my dad does respect my boundaries now. And he basically said, okay, I hear what you're saying. And even though I don't know if he agreed about it. And then I talked about the other thing and he basically said, okay, I hear what you're saying. 
And, um, you know, he said some stuff about that, but not a lot. So when I left that conversation, I felt sad and I was kind of crying for a while. And I was thinking, you know, what about that made me feel sad? And I'm not exactly sure, but I think I really don't like the feeling of being misunderstood. And I was worried that my dad thought I was being ungrateful for taking care of my son. And I also didn't want my dad to feel like I was overreacting or him to call me or think of me as being hypersensitive because those are things that he's called me in the past. But then as I journaled about those things, I realized that was I really just worried about basically what my dad thought about me? It seems like really that was what was making me upset is I was worried what my dad thought about me. And then I went back to, you know, what do I think about myself? I think that it was okay for me to set a boundary and it was, I did it in a decent way. It wasn't angry. I wasn't rude. I said it directly. So I was giving myself props. You know, I did a lot of things well in that conversation. But when I truly looked at it, I saw that next time I could even do better if I was going to have a conversation with someone who also has an ability to tap into truth, which I think my dad does. Now, I haven't tried this with him, so I'm not really sure exactly how it would go, but it made me realize that the next time I have this type of boundary conversation, I need to be more curious and ask more questions about about the other person, right? Like my dad said something about why he thought it was okay for him to be in my house was because it's it's my son's house. And, you know, I guess I'd like to hear more about that reasoning because that didn't completely make sense to me. So I think I should have been curious and be like, tell me more about that. Why do you think that that makes a difference that this is the 10 year old's house and that means you can come in without me being there, you know? So I guess I would like to hear about that. And then the other issue that we were talking about, about the consent for pictures, that was kind of a short conversation too. And my dad was like, I don't want to argue. And I didn't want to argue either. But like, that was the thing is like a boundary setting discussion is not an argument. If both people are willing to hear what the other person was thinking, But here's the thing is you can't do this with everyone, right? Like it only will really work if both people are tapped into their truth and not just being defensive. And I think actually, I don't feel like my dad was being that defensive. I think that we were both very uncomfortable in the conversation. I know I was uncomfortable and I'm assuming him too. You know, I think it could maybe go better next time. And I think I learned something. And then it helped me see that really... Boundary setting is relationship gold. Because look at this. Like, I could have asked him about that. I could have heard some of his thoughts and feelings about why he did what he did, what experiences led him to thinking that way. And I almost did kind of give him the short end of the stick by saying, like, this is the boundary, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying I would have changed that, but I think I could have listened to his side of it more because it does sound to me like he really did try to tell me 
that he was going to come over to my house. It's just the communication was poor on the message that he left me. I didn't understand what he was saying, but it sounds like he had the right intention. So, you know, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I clarified and I am kind of excited. A little part of me is excited, even though I it's always going to be probably a little bit hard to have have boundary conversations because they're a little bit tense. But um, maybe they won't always be in the future. You know, maybe with the right people, as I have better relationships in my life with people that want to have things go well and want to get along, then it could work, you know, that I can talk to them, listen to what they have to say, be curious about why they did what they did. And then we learn more about each other. This is relationship gold because we are not going to have these conversations with someone that is a narcissist. We are not going to have a conversation like this with someone that we really don't care about. Like the only reason why I called my dad to talk to him about this is because I expect for him to be a part of my life for as long as he and I are both here. Like I expect him and I to have a good relationship as we move forward. And so if I didn't care about our relationship, there's no way I would have put a ton of energy into having this conversation and setting a boundary. So if someone does come to you and set a boundary, then you can kind of reframe that as like, wow, this person actually cares about our relationship. Because I have relationships in my life where people totally avoid me, right? They don't want to have a serious conversation. They just pretend everything's fine all the time and then avoid it. Or they're maybe they're just in denial, I don't know. But um, they don't want to have a serious conversation. They don't want to have physical, or not physical, but they don't want to have emotional intimacy with me. But I want emotional intimacy with the people in my life. So Boundary setting is gold, and I'm really grateful that I, I'm starting to have more skills in this area because the better I get at these kind of conversations, the better chance I have of having a really wonderful relationship with my significant other in the future. So thanks for listening. Let me know what you think. I can't wait to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram. All right, take care. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.